I am a man of unclean lips, and I come from a people of unclean lips. But by the blood of the Lamb who was slain, I speak to you in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. On this Christmas morning, God's holy church through all the world proclaims with great joy. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This Christmas morning, we give God praise and glory for all that we have heard and seen. For Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. He appeared to take away our sins, and in Him there is no sin. Even though we have not seen Him with our eyes, we believe in Him and we love Him. O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Happy are those who take refuge in Him. This morning, we take refuge in the grace of our Lord's incarnation. We refresh our spirit through the comfort that comes from knowing God is with us. Emmanuel. Christmas was God's plan from the very beginning. Turn to Genesis 1 and 2. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. Who is God except the Holy Trinity? In the beginning there was the Father, the maker of heaven and earth. There was God's Spirit hovering over the face of the primordial waters. And there was God's Word spoken, Let there be light. The Apostle John tells us that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. This happy morning, we praise God's Word. We worship God's Word. In God we trust, for His way is perfect. And he tells us that in the beginning, man was made in his image, after his likeness. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. This morning, know that the Lord is God. The scriptures say that it is he who made us, and not we ourselves. We are His workmanship. God created us in His own image and likeness and placed us in the garden so that knowing Him we might reflect His wisdom and glory through the creative exercise of dominion for the cultivation of God's green earth. There was the tree of life in the midst of that green garden. There was also the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And the Lord God, who never lies, commanded the man, saying, you may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. In the beginning, the word of the Lord gave man a law 
a perfect law designed for man's peace and flourishing, that man may continue to enjoy the original blessedness that comes from dwelling in God's light. God put the man in the garden to work it and to keep it. But man did not keep it. The serpent, that ancient dragon who is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world, deceived the woman. He tempted her to do what ought not to be done. The woman believed a lie. By taking the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and eating it, the woman became a transgressor of God's law. The man followed his wife's deceived example, though he should have known better. Adam, too, ate from the fruit and became a transgressor. The psalmist says, Lord, the sum of your word is truth, and every one of your righteous ordinances endures forever. In the beginning, God gave man a law. You shall surely, you may eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. And that is why the Bible says, when Adam lived 130 years, he fathered a son in his own likeness, after his image, and named him Seth. The days of Adam after he fathered Seth were 800 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Thus all the days that Adam lived were 930 years, and he died. God created man in his own image and likeness. But through transgression of that law, man turned that holy image back to dust. The glorious image of God in man came undone. Meditating on the sin of Adam, St. Paul says that sin came into the world through one man, and death came through sin, and so death spread to all because all have sinned. We all bear within us the image of the first man, the man of dust. By our own faults, we imitate the transgression of the first man, the man of dust. It is through our own grievous sins and wickedness that we too return to the dust. King David once said, I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, O God, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. With Adam and in Adam we bear the image of the man of dust. We share in his death to dust. We share his guilt we share in Adam's corruption. We share in Adam's condemnation. Having become corrupt, the Lord drove man out of the garden. He drove us out of the garden where our corrupt and abominable deeds belong, away from the presence of the Lord. For you, O Lord, are not a God who delights in wickedness, says the psalmist. Evil may not dwell with you, O Lord. The boastful shall not stand before your eyes. You hate all evildoers. 
You destroy those who speak lies. The Lord abhors the bloodthirsty and deceitful man. But I, through the abundance of your steadfast love, will enter your house. I will bow down toward your holy temple in the fear of you. Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness. For though we inherit the image of the man of dust and deserve to die according to the law of sin and death, this Christmas morning, God's people delight themselves in the good news. Jesus said, Very truly I tell you, whoever keeps my word will never taste death. The good news of Christmas is the news that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. We have seen His glory, says John, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. This happy morning, Jesus of Nazareth, born of Mary in the city of David, is the Word made flesh. Jesus is the Word who was with God and the Word who was God in the beginning. Jesus is the life and the light of all men. Jesus is the Word in human flesh now appearing, the new image of God in man who fulfills all the hope of the law and the prophets. For as Isaiah says, A child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. You see, my brothers and sisters, Jesus is the image, the icon of the invisible God. Jesus is born of the virgin because he does not bear the image of his human father because there is no human father. Jesus bears the image of his father in heaven and so Jesus is rightly named everlasting father. This morning we believe and profess that Jesus is no ordinary man but a heavenly man. He is God with us. We believe that in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting our transgression, not counting our trespasses against us, but assuming our ungodly human nature to heal and to remake what had once been lost. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but may have eternal life. See, in Adam all perish, but in Jesus Christ there is new creation. Jesus brings life and immortality to all who believe his holy gospel with faith. Only Christ can give eternal life to those who believe because only God can forgive. The same God who pronounced that the wages of sin is death in the beginning is one and the same God who freely forgives and who grants us to partake of eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Jesus is the spotless Lamb who takes away the sins of the world. 
on Christmas Day, when the pure Word of God took our human nature, He purified it like silver refined in a furnace on the ground, purified seven times. The gracious Word of God purifies our sinful humanity with the pureness of His divinity. In the Incarnation, God the Word, God the Son, takes the place of the prodigal Son, the people of Israel, whom the Word of God had originally chosen to be His children. The Word of the Lord set the Jews apart, the offspring of Abraham. He set them apart from all the nations of the world to become a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. God set the children of Israel apart and gave them a good and upright law. But like the first man, Israel transgressed that law. Just as Adam and Eve were sent out of the garden, the children of Israel were exiled from their land and carried far away. But this morning, truly God is good to Israel. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. This morning, church, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good and His mercy endures forever. This Christmas morning, we praise God for His covenant fidelity, for the Lord is faithful. Even though Israel was forsaken by her God, Though Israel's land was full of guilt because she despised the Holy One through transgression, this morning the Lord is good to Zion. On account of His holy name, the word of the Lord comes to daughter Zion. The word of the Lord comes to Jerusalem, saying, Behold, your salvation comes. Behold, His reward is with Him and his recompense before him. And they shall be called the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord. And you shall be called sought out, a city not forsaken. This Christmas morning, I proclaim to you that in the incarnation, on this feast of the Lord's nativity, God came to seek out and to save the lost as the shepherd of the house of Israel. The word of God who never lies make good on his promise. In his incarnation, Jesus Messiah, the King of the Jews, takes on Jewish flesh. And by standing in solidarity with daughter Zion, Jesus seeks the face of the Lord. By His incarnation, Jesus, the righteous branch of David, promised of old, fulfills the Proverbs of God. Those who trust in their riches will weather, but the righteous will flourish like green leaves. By His incarnation and life of a perfect obedience to the will of His heavenly Father, Jesus fulfills the law of Moses thereby offering to the Father the repentance that we could never achieve on our own. By His incarnate life, the Son of God and Word of the Father reverses the law of sin and death, 
by substituting His righteousness for our unrighteousness. But it was not enough for Jesus to save us by His incarnation alone. By submitting to the will of His Heavenly Father, Jesus embraced the shame of the cross, where He absorbed the full weight of our sin, the full weight of God's wrath against transgression. Even though Jesus knew no sin, God made Him to become sin, so that in Christ we may become the righteousness of God. Jesus takes our sin onto Himself, so that by His crucifixion and death, the body of sin is destroyed once and for all. In Jesus Christ, the righteous branch of David and the hope of Israel, God floods sin and death with the power of His indestructible life. Jesus enters into the death of the man of dust. He enters into our death, and on our behalf, He drowns death. Jesus overwhelms the darkness of death by the radiance of His perpetual light. For in Him was life, and the life was the light of all people. When God raised Jesus from the dead, He was raised for our justification. Jesus was raised to make us righteous. And so the resurrection saves us because in Christ Death no longer has dominion over Him. When we put our faith in the gospel of the Son of God, in the good news of Christ's death and resurrection, the power of Christ's resurrection life raises our mortal bodies from the dust and ushers us into the life of the Spirit, the life of the resurrected Son. By faith, in the gift of Christ's cross. Everything that is true of Jesus becomes true of us. And that is why Paul can say, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. You see, God's gift begins with the Incarnation and comes to maturity. It comes to maturation in the substitutionary atoning death and resurrection of God's Christ, who is the Savior of Israel, the Word made flesh. The eternal life of the resurrected Son of God is not the salvation of one man only. Jesus' humanity, the Word made flesh, is vicarious humanity. Because Jesus takes our nature as the embodiment of humanity and as the embodiment of Israel's story, as the embodiment of the covenant, the incarnate life, death, and resurrection is God's salvation for all people. As Paul says in his letter to Titus, we wait for the blessed hope and the manifestation of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. He it is who gave Himself for us, that He might redeem us from all iniquity, and purify for Himself a people of His own, who are zealous for good deeds. You see, Jesus reconciles us to God to fashion a new humanity in His image, 
and in His likeness, a people of His own choosing. Brothers and sisters, this morning I implore you, be reconciled to God. This morning the incarnate Word rains down manna from heaven upon Israel. God gives us the grain of heaven and water for our thirst. For Jesus says, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. Again, Jesus says, Very truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink His blood, you will have no life in you. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me, and I in them. Just as the Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever eats me will live because of me. This Christmas morning, church, we celebrate the Word made flesh. The Word this morning becomes for us true spiritual food and true spiritual drink. This Christmas, the risen Lord has saved us, not because of anything we have done, but on account of His own mercy and love. God pours out His Spirit in faith, in baptism, the bath of regeneration, so that we can pass from death into life, from dust into the image of the new man. This morning, God delights us to give the Spirit of His Son, for anyone who does not have the Spirit of the Son does not belong to Him. The same Spirit that hovered over the face of the waters in the beginning is the same Spirit who overshadowed the Virgin Mary, conceiving the child in her womb. This is the same Spirit of God that raised Christ from the dead. As God said through His holy prophet Ezekiel, I will give them one heart and put a new spirit within them. I will remove the heart of stone from their flesh and give them a heart of flesh, so that they may follow my statutes and keep my ordinances and obey them. This morning, this happy Christmas, know that Jesus gave himself to purify for himself a people zealous for good works. By the spirit of Christmas, God trains us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions. By the spirit of Christmas, the spirit of holiness and the spirit of glory, you and I are invited into the life of Christ to die to sin, to be raised to new life, so that we may not follow in the footsteps of the first man, the Adam who returns to dust. Christ gives us His body. He gives us His blood so that we may say no to sin, no to transgression, and follow in the footsteps of our Savior, the resurrected Word of God.
For in Christ we bear His image. In Christ we may live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives. By the power of Christ's Spirit this Christmas morning, we become that nation of priests, the ministers of God in the world. This Christmas morning, Jesus says, If you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask Him? And so this Christmas morning, in the feast of our communion supper, our Christmas meal, we feast on the incarnate body and blood of the Word made flesh. This Christmas morning, let us take and eat from the fruit of the tree of life. Let us eat the scroll of God's holy word. May we escape from the corruption that is in the world because of lust. And this Christmas morning, become partakers of the divine nature. Let us lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. Let us offer to Him a thanksgiving sacrifice. For His name is exalted. His name is holy and awesome. His name is great in Israel. His name is called the Word of God. Amen.